Good morning. This is Around Town with Amy Brown. Continuing our coverage this week of the latest threat to Sears Island in Searsport, Steve Miller of Islesboro Islands Trust spoke with us on Friday ahead of the final meeting of Maine DOT's Offshore Wind Power Advisory Group. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Amy. Um, I'm Steve Miller. I'm the Executive Director of Islesboro Islands Trust. As a uh, conservation land trust, we've been very concerned about um, matters that occur in Penobscot Bay um, around us, as well as on the island. And so we've been involved with Sears Island since the 1980s as a land trust. And as a community, Islesboro has been concerned and, and has spoken out about the future of Sears Island since well before that, when there were uh, when there was talk about a, a nuclear power plant and talk about an oil refinery. At this point, I was invited to be one of the 19 members of the Offshore Wind Board Advisory Group, um, which is essentially a, uh, a a group of people brought together uh, under the name of stakeholder group to, uh, to uh, interface with DOT about where this, uh, what they're calling this uh, uh, marshalling uh, port or terminal for offshore wind would be located. Um, initially, it looked like there might be a few options, but those have been narrowed down so that really at the moment, um, Main DOT is really just looking at Mac Point and Sears Island. We've understood pretty much from the beginning that uh, we support development of an offshore wind facility at Mac Point. And we oppose development of that facility on Sears Island if any such facility is built in Penobscot Bay. Um, and over the course of the last uh, uh, year or so during the proceedings, there have been five meetings and Monday will be the, the last, the sixth meeting. We have seen every measurable publicly available criterion for those two places uh, discussed, reviewed, but they all confirm what Moffat and Nickel, their consultants, said back in November of 2021, which is that both Mac Point and Sears Island sites can meet the floating offshore wind port criteria. In light of that, we are 100 uh, percent strongly convinced that Maine really needs to, uh, first of all, ensure that the least environmentally damaging plan is pursued. Secondly, that we favor repurposing outdated industrial and or energy sites for the proposed facility, avoid damaging undeveloped and ecologically significant locations, and thoroughly evaluate impacts on wildlife and fisheries. And of course, with those in mind, uh, the conclusion comes back to if this is going to be built in Penobscot Bay, it should be built at Mac Point and not on Sears Island. We will talk with you later this week for our Thursday edition to get an update on whether there was any news to come out of the meeting on Monday. Are you anticipating anything? We're recording this on Friday in case we're confusing listeners right now. Right now, as you're planning to go to this meeting on Monday and present the position that you just gave, are you anticipating that any decisions will be made or what do you, do you have any idea what the outcome will be? after Monday's meeting, what the next steps might be? We don't really, Amy. And in fact, really, when this was begun um, over a year ago, this uh, offshore wind port advisory group was begun, we were told that we would not be asked for uh, a vote or any kind of uh, consensus opinion or anything like that. They just wanted to 
have some kind of theater to pretend that they're actually reaching out to the public. However, there was a memo associated with what has been called the planning matrix. Consults for DOT are putting information into slots in a matrix, information that they would need uh, or need to address. It's like a uh, spreadsheet. Yeah, that's right. Um, in, in uh, applications for federal permits. And this memo that came with that uh, said, among other things, bottom line, and I'm quoting, bottom line, total project cost for construction is very similar for both Mac Point and Sears Island. So that was news, and that was fairly big news. We've also been in touch with uh, Jim Terrio at Sprague Energy, who has uh, uh, told us that Sprague has made a proposal uh, for configuring this uh, this facility at Mac Point that would virtually eliminate any impacts on uh, forested wetlands there and reduce the dredging even further than uh, DOT has already acknowledged it has been, you know, reduced. So at this moment, actually, the, with that information, we think the reasons for developing this at Mac Point instead of Sears Island, if it's in Penobscot Bay, are greater now than they ever were during this process. That was Steve Miller of Islesboro Islands Trust. More information is available at friendsofsearsisland.org and islesboroislandstrust.org. Looking at our locally produced public affairs lineup for this week, today at 4, Donna Loring will be continuing her series about Maine's attempts to isolate, control, and eliminate the Wabanaki tribes, as seen in legislative transcripts from 1942. Tomorrow, Wednesday, at 4 on Power for the People, Steve Call's guest will be David Gibson, the Sustainability Director at the College of the Atlantic in Bar Harbor. Steve says David will describe impressive progress that COA is making for climate resilience and greenhouse gas reductions, as well as cost savings realized in those projects. And their goal for the program is to highlight how those efforts can be translated cost-effectively to your home or business. I'll be back on Thursday with another Sears Island update. You can reach us at news at weru.org. For Around Town, I'm Amy Brown. Have a great day.